Hello people of the internet and welcome to another episode of the podcast. My name is Jones and I'm your host. In this episode, I have a conversation with Eugene, the founder of Design with EU. He is a product designer, a researcher, a writer and a very interesting person. We've had discussions about many things and on this episode, we discuss about family, books and one very important thing about Eugene is he doesn't believe you should follow your passion. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of the internet, as you listen, may be blessed. This podcast is produced by Inkin Creators. Like what's the motivation for writing all those things that you write? Okay, which writing first? Because I write a lot. I write poetry, I write on scripture, I write on design. So which one? Is it all of them? Let me give context to people who are listening, right? So I have very rare privilege of being Eugene Status. He used to write some things that are like, it looks like books, like chapters of the books. I always thought it was like a book something that, you know, you would just yeah. make sure that <laughs> I said. I thought they all knew. I thought they all knew. It's pretty complicated though. Okay, because there's no clear cut reason why. So I think two months ago, um, I noticed how after church, most times, my friend and I saints, we just discuss on different things, right? Relating to what we were taught in church and then generally, right? And there's this, we always have this moment, this aha moment, oh, solid stuff kind of moments, right? So we always talk and then we now go, right? So there's no documentation whatsoever of what we have said and it makes sense. I was telling him about how I have a plan to document what we are writing and what we are talking about so that people can learn from it if at all there are things to learn, right? So the plan is not fully fleshed out yet. But then when I was studying, I just thought to put my thoughts down because the aha moments that I just have in my room may be valuable to people as, as, uh, that may need them. I just started this one day on a retreat of some sort, right, for a couple of days. So I started day one, day two, day three, day four, up until I finished my retreat, right? And then I just, okay, let us continue. So that was basically the reason why I started that one. And the good thing is, things was two days ago, the one I wrote two days ago, one of my friends were like, thank you for this. I think, okay, so it made sense to them and they kind of related to what I was writing. So it was like I was helping them unknowingly. So it was still encouraging to still do what I was still doing. So even if it's just one person, two persons that get to see what I'm writing and find meaning in it, it's a plus. So that's why for that one. That makes sense. That's interesting. So I'm going to read the 12. I'm looking at it right now. All things are helpful for me, but not all things are helpful. And all things are lawful for me, but not all things are edifying. And then your thoughts is, we have heard teachings of grace over and over again. And to an extent, the whole idea is being shredded in a lot. You can do anything you want. Follow your heart. You have already been forgiven. You, you are saved. Yes, we have been forgiven. Christ has paid the price once and for all. But the question remains, we can do all things. Should we do all things? We are not under the law. Yes, sin has no hold over us. His grace is sufficient for us. We have an intercessor of the Father, but then shall we continue in sin? The grace may abound. God forbid. Anything goes because of God's immense generosity and grace. But you know, point is not just to get by. We want to be well, and we should want to always please God. Now, for people who are 
not you know in this space of say uh, Christian God. It may seem like it's not for you, but you should just follow up. Now explain this detail of like what was happening, what the discussions you guys had. The most interesting bit for me is we can do all things, but should we do all things? Okay, so I was studying Corinthians, right? And then that particular verse stood out. It was like, all things are lawful for me to do, right? Not all things are helpful. So the idea is, even as a, as a non-Christian, right? It still makes sense to you because or else you can do everything. doesn't mean you should do, every, should do everything. You may be a moralist. In fact, you may have the right to do X, Y, Z. doesn't mean you should do it because your rights may be infringing on someone else's own right, right? So you should know where to calm down and do your own thing, like logically speaking now. So the thoughts is still the same thing. Like now God has given us everything. For Christians, God has given us everything. We have dominion in quotes. There's even a scripture that says, I can do all things through Christ. It makes sense. But now coming down to think about it, you can do every single thing you want to do, right? You have the right and authority, but then should you? And that's um, the part that says not all things are edifying, right? Basically it means not all things will profit you. Um, in terms of your spirit and the likes, right? It's not edify you. For example, the question of is it good to drink and smoke comes in. I can drink and smoke. I'm above 18. But should you now drink to stupor and then drink your life away comes into mind as well. So it's still the same thing as you have the right to do whatsoever you want as an adult. But then does that mean you should go ahead and do everything you want? There should be a control as an adult. The scripture also says now that a man without an unguarded heart, basically saying, if he has no self-control, he is like an unguarded city. Follow your heart. Another bad advice, I always, I always say. <laughs> it's a bad advice. It's a really, really bad advice. You want to do everything you want to do. If you, want, if you do everything on impulse, you can't be trusted with anything because it shows you lack discipline, commitment, dedication to a cause. That's just it. You can, should you, is the question. I don't read Christian books. Um, I read um, all these philosophical, all these stoic books, right? I have them here. Obstacle is the way, Ego is the enemy. These are my two favorite books all the time. Obstacle is the way, um, Ryan Holiday said something like similar. It's like he was talking about the life of Rockefeller. Do you know Rockefeller? You must have heard about him. Rockefeller had the opportunity to do plenty of things. Like he, he did so many things. But then he failed, like he failed at a lot. He would do many jobs at the same time. And then something happened, they all failed. He was in his lowest time. Everything was happening badly. There was the baddest research they ever had. But he didn't stop to say, mm, I have to keep like doing everything. I have to just choose one thing and like it's my passion and then follow it. You know, I said, follow what's love at me. Like what he rather did was choose one business and then pursued that business like he went on to it was the baddest recession moment where he went on to say okay i'm going to sell settle on my business and change my family's life and bought every other business that was his competitor and that's what he used to like branch out to so many other things that all the other businesses that profited him and his family down to like so yeah based on what you said right it my interest so um this book i brought out this um was it called so good they can't ignore you, right? So I was reading it a while ago, and same thing that you said, right? Um, about Rockefeller and the likes. The passion, the passion mindset, right? While it is good, it can be dangerous. Because um, there's the quote, popular quote that is um, that's always said, if you find something you love, you will not work again in your life, right? 
it's a school of thoughts that promotes going up, follow your heart. It's not a good advice. I can't say it's a good advice. <laughs> it's well-meaning. It's a well-meaning advice, right? But it's dangerous. Why is that? So this guy, Carl Newport, gave instances of persons that followed their hearts, in quotes. And then he also gave instances of people that did not really follow their hearts. Some did, but they did something extra to that. So he was saying now that those that follow passion, most times they lack discipline because they just want to do what they want to do. Oh, I love art. Let me go and do art. They fail to realize now that with passion, you need to strive for mastery and competence in that area, not just the flair and enthusiasm. Now, so most of the persons he gave instances of, right, followed their hearts and they ran their businesses down because they were just passionate and that's all they had. Now, the other persons now that he was now um, referencing, some of them did not like their jobs. He brought um, designers, right? He was like, so he is a brand designer and he wants to um, major in just logo design. He is not an expert in logo designs, right? Now, what did this guy do? He had to put in the work, the dedication, the time and efforts to make sure that he was able to master the craft. And over time, the better at designing logos he got, the more passionate he got about designing logos. So it's more like trying to not put the cart before the horse. It's not passion first. Cultivate the habits that will enable you master the craft, and then the passion will follow. When people say follow your hearts, and that is all they say to you, it's bad advice. It's terrible advice. It's just straight away, straight away. <laughs> that's very interesting though, but there's somebody else that will challenge i will challenge that thoughts is da vinci but wait, before we get there um because da vinci was somebody who for all his interest now we will get we we'll definitely get there we'll get there <laughs> i love that right talking about designers let's take a step back to like design our designers first there eh? he said something i think is one of the things about design you it says taking african designers to step closer to world class in your own definition, like to you, what's what's world class? World class, I would say the standard, the global standard. They are local champions, right? We know of local champions. To an extent, we ourselves are local champions, right? <laughs> <laughs> the question now is, you are good, but compared to what? So world class to me is like the gold plate standard that designers everywhere can attest to being good, the standard. Right, so that's basically it. The goal is um, I want to be able to make sure that the community of designers that are following design with EU gets to learn a thing or two that will make that will propel them towards that gold plate standard. So that if they master what they are going for, brand design, UX design, whatsoever kind of design they are trying to do, right, to an extent, following that path, giving time and dedication and efforts they'll be able to compare themselves to that good place standard. So for me, personally, what class is a sentence, right? You are good, but compared to what? Interesting. You are good, but compared to what? Are we comparing ourselves to European designers? Are we comparing ourselves to our Asian fathers that design things that are still lasting now? Well, we could. Why, not? why don't we? Why, why don't we? <laughs> right? Of course, there are times are different, right? Um, environments differ, right? design trends and principles are different, right? So we may not be able to design as good or as efficient or even think as well as they did. I think we have an advantage too with the amount of 
development that has piled up over time for us to stand on and build on. We that, that comparison may not be bad, right? But then I think it can also be misleading, right? But the idea is the comparison of the current time, good place standard. Someone said this thing one time. This person said, your designs now, if you and an Apple designer are standing toe-to-toe, do you think they'll pick you? <laughs> that kind of question. Like, will they pick you? Are you confident they'll pick you? So we may not compare ourselves to Da Vinci, obviously, right? But then, present day, against the standards that we have seen and set for ourselves, are you, will you hold water? That's, that's what we're struggling for. But wait, what's the difference between you and somebody that works in Apple? I think the person who works in Apple, I think Apple is the name that gives the person the, the quality. I think Apple backs the quality of their work. But does it actually mean there are many people who are lucky. For example, in Nigeria, there are many designers that are good. But the fact that they are in Nigeria stops them from working in big companies. If you leave this country now and then you apply as an intern in any other company, they will see your work and hire you. People have done this, changing their LinkedIn location, and you see how like people that recruiters are rushing them. Right? But just changing your LinkedIn location, they know. Imagine you have the ability to walk into the office, then like things will change. But if you put that comparison between say starting someone in Apple, for you, how do you think? Like, is it the work? Is it the company that is making that change? Well, it can be both, right? It can be both because we know that there are some designers in Apple that their only job for let's say ten years is to work on a button alone, just working on a button, and that's all that they're doing. In this, in Nigeria, for example, we have really, really good designers that compared to those um, that compared to the quality of designers that Apple, Google wants. Right. But then we don't have the access to be picked by Apple, for example. Right. So that's your there. So it, it depends on what you want to um, benchmark it with. Is it the company standards or individual standards? If it's company standards, most times, right, it could be so, 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 so good. Right. But then if it's individual standards, most designers that are in Nigeria, Abuja, you basically dust them. Right. So it's 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 not a one size all right for this it's not a one size fits all really okay well, that makes sense let's go back into you what's driving you to pursue success so much don't tell me interesting interesting story so i remember i was in final year so i started designing when i was um doing the covid break um covid short lockdown right that's what i started designing so covid ended went back to school. I was in year five in Unibet. Most times I will go to class, ninth class with my laptop. I will study from, let's say seven, eight to about 12 o'clock, right? Then from 12 to about two, I would um, be designing. Then by five o'clock, I'm ready to go back to Ecosodium. One of my junior colleagues, one Sunday, we're just talking in the lab. And then she was like, Eugene, why are you so passionate about design like this? And I'm like, if I'm being honest, I don't want to be poor in my life. <laughs> That's why I told her point blank. So it's not like, oh, I love color. Oh, I love art. I love this, 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 this. I was like, it's something I can do that can bring me money in the long run, right? So the passion came eventually. I love design, right? But the motivation was <laughs> anti-suffer measures. Anti-suffer measures. Is that the same thing that drives you towards like, reading all these books are like 
because I don't think it's partial for design that influences the way you think um, in terms of the books you read, the books you read, how you write. Um, what are those other things that motivate or influence other aspects aside just the design? My father has, has a big role to play. Um, so I remember one time he went for a conference in Benin. We stay, we stay in Wari, right? So he went to a conference in Benin, we stayed a couple of days. Then he came back with the autobiography of Gandhi, right? I think I was in JSS something then. And then the guy looks funny. I was like, okay, let's read this guy's book. <laughs> so I thought it was a novel, but it was not a novel. So I was reading his life, reading, reading what he did, how he did and stuff like that. So done with that one, my dad had other books that were in his shelf that he had studied before. So I didn't really have friends, right? I was always inside this nerdy kid inside watching anime, right? So the only other thing I could do was read a book, right? So I'll basically pick up a book or two to read while I wait time. Most times I never finish them. <laughs> right? I, never, <laughs> I never finish them. I think it was even a time, okay, so when we were now, when we were even a lot younger, right? Um, my dad bought this Bible uh, for children, good news Bible for children. Really colorful. I love really it. colorful. So and that's why I started from Genesis chapter one. And I was just reading, 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 reading. So basically there was there was that environment of reading for me and my dad, right? That I that I had had cultivated. I never really read school books. My, my brother always said this, that I read for exams only nine times in a session, right? First test, second test, exam, first term. First test, second test, exam, second term. First test, second test, exam, third term. That's one session <laughs> again. So, but my dad cultivated um, in me that habit of reading. He was basically this meticulous individual that preferred that you are not dull like do not be dull like i used to always see how he used to lash on my siblings like what's this <laughs> like even if you have a bad handwriting you'll be so pissed you'll be like went to school though. why is this bad so a major influence i would say was my father really because i want to really find i want to find out more like say how do you imagine you would take that influence to your children? At least let's just go there now, sir. Yeah, but before we go there, hey, we're going for a break. It's a short break. Is if we're going to talk about our friends and some other guys that we have as friends. This is just a reminder of the episode coming up soon with Ghost Mark, a software engineer, technical writer with background in mechatronics, Golang, Rust, and C. We spend time talking about books, taking a leap of faith, and the power of your community. It's a very interesting conversation because Ghost Mark and I have been friends for a really long time and it was beautiful to see us grow over this time. Uh, I suggest you subscribe to know when the episode comes out. In the meantime, I'll just like to go back into the episode with Eugene. Yeah, so, peace. Welcome back. For people who were for the break, yes, we're back to him. So the question was, for you, like, how do you imagine taking that lesson, like, to your children? Because definitely, there's no how you would... All the books you are reading, I'm very sure our parents, they have access to all this access information that we have right now. And you have a ton, you have access to a lot. Um, how do you imagine that would influence your own children? Hmm. Well, if I'm being honest, right, I'm not really psyched about parenting, right? Because... Are you serious? I love kids. Why? Right. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Like I just I just I just think that 
it's a lot of responsibility to mold an individual because if you do a bad job it affects not just you the individual a lot of persons so i was i I was i was saying this one day a couple of weeks ago after, after church i was like we really need to know how to um nurture children right because there's a lot going on in society that can negatively influence your child when you're not even there right so the best way that um you as um an individual would train up a child right you need to be well equipped Mm -hmm. to do that right so sometimes i'm just like okay how much do i know to be able to cultivate a future of uh, a child two children three children as the case may be i hope to be able to do a good job so sometimes i just back up like okay so i'm studying on the kingdom of god studying on finances studying on this 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 that there will come a time where I would need to actively now study on parenting yeah. and proper upbringing of a child, right? Because it would be a it's a humongous task. <laughs> it's just yeah. yesterday or this thing was this morning. I was like, my my parents tried because <laughs> it's not a, it's not a small job, but I, it's not. So we have we are lots of children, right? And we are all graduates. We went to really good schools, right? He was just a civil servant, right? Nothing, fa- not no rich um, background or anything, right? So that's first. Fact- if you if you hit on if you hit on even again, you just called it a really good school. So you, no no sitting on even again. Even even to an extent made me. So I'm, I don't hate it per se. It just it just I don't know. <laughs> okay. So. You will still you will still blow sound slander, but let's go on. So Sorry. what I was saying is they they did a really good job with what they had and what they knew, right? So I hope to do a good job and a better job as well by actively going after the information and knowledge I will need to properly raise a family that will excel, right? So I hope to of course pass on what I am learning, right? But then I want to be able to properly be equipped to pass on because. You know, there's this thing when um, um, you attain success, right? And then to an extent, you just allow your children to live their lives as they see fit without properly imbibing in them the traits and virtues that they need to become what you became and more, right? So I don't want to be so complacent in my own success that I now let them be, I just neglect them. So that's just it. Of course, I would want to pass on what I'm learning. I want to actively learn and pass on. But then I want to learn the process well, well. properly to become a father, a husband, okay. and so on. <laughs> so first of all, I'm just by the way, how tall are you? How what? How tall are you? What's your height? <laughs> Last I checked, I want 86 centimeters. Not like 5, 8, or 9. Ah, yeah, I'm taller than you. Nice. Uh, moving forward, um, <laughs> uh, the people you call for design with you, the people that like you have on the show anytime, how do you get them? Like, you know, do you select them personally? Do you have somebody suggest? Do you see something interesting about them? Like, how do you choose these people? Okay, so um, the benchmark, right, for choosing the guests that we have is first of what they have done, the amount of experience that they have and what capacity they operate in, right? So there are some times where 
I see a random person online, right? And I'm like, okay, this is nice. You've done this. Oh, this is looking good. So I go a, a bit further. Go to your LinkedIn. Is there a portfolio? What have you been doing? Stuff like this. Do you have evidence oh. to show that, okay, <laughs> you have done yeah. um really, really good job over time? Right? So that's basically the benchmark. I may not know them, right? And persons may suggest them, right? So that's, I was, I was telling you a really interesting story. <laughs> so I will not know them personally, right? And then I just go and um, on Twitter or on LinkedIn, look at designers, look at their profiles and their works, right? And then I reach out to them. So the idea is there should be seniors, right? Ideally, the term senior should connote experience, right? And authority in that field. So there must be seniors. So I look at their um, rights and then reach out to them. Okay, you've done this, 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 this. We'll have to invite you for a session. Most times we allow them to pick a topic, right? After we have um, drafted out a couple. If it's not what they are comfortable with, tell us, we'll change it, right? So the story I'm going to tell you about now is um, before I became really, really strict with the speakers I have on, there was one particular day. I think that was... That was last year. I was so upset. <laughs> I was so upset. So someone suggested this senior designer, right? To talk on um um I don't know the right topic because people people would know. So to talk on something, right? And I was like, okay, we we'll seeing this person's uh, presence online and sometimes work. Let me just have the faith that okay they will do a good job because people are always people are looking for the person so oh how let's invite the person so i did so usually i i like to give you like a month to a minimum of let's say two three weeks notice right that's okay we're inviting you for this session being two weeks three weeks or a month right and then i send you reminders um, regularly so you don't forget because of course you can Right. So I gave this lady, I gave this person like four weeks notice. Oh, okay. It was a long time. It was a long time. Right. That was, I was usually enthusiastic then. I would just sit down and draft out like three months worth of, of events, right? Topics, speakers, and then I just allowed notice and stuff. Yeah. So I gave her a notice. I sent, sent her a message and then she was like, oh, it's today, Abby. I was like, yes, it's today. Oh, what time? <laughs> I was like, it's 8 p.m. Nigerian time. So like, oh, I don't have slides. Open so the slides now. And this was 12 p.m. Like a few hours to the event. Ouch. Right. And I was like, okay, no wahala, you are good. You are that good. So you are that confident. You can deliver. No wahala, I trust. Mm -hmm. So we got there now to the to the event, and she was talking. And this was this was embarrassing. <laughs> like it was embarrassing. Ouch. It, it was so <laughs> bad that so so it was not making sense. Okay, so yeah. the topic was it was a topic that we persons were not really conversant with, right? Now, so they were expecting more than what you would read mm -hmm. online, right? So if you ask you a question on a topic, you go to answer a few mm -hmm. things, right? Because you are a senior in the field, obviously, right? So she was just saying lots of things that were not it, and it was evident. 
but she was really confident. Shall I give her that? She was really confident. So on our group chat, we have this with some of my guys that wanted to learn on the topic. They were just laughing. You know, they were asking questions, and I don't know how to pretend or lie. So I was the host. I was the host. So now tell my friend Pedro, can you continue for me, please? Because I don't know how to continue this. Because I was so angry. I'm like. I gave you time to prepare one. Then I gave you an option to pick a topic that you were comfortable with speaking on. You did not pick that option. You were like, you just chest down. Ah, not be design. We'll go on that. So that, that amount of seriousness actually did not, actually not show. It was, it made me want to now say, okay, let's, I want to make sure that you have enough evidence, credibility, right, to come on, come on mm-hmm. that form, right? Because every piece of that would not be yeah. that good. It's, and deliver. Yeah, and deliver. Every piece of that would basically mean that we accept anybody because they say they are a senior designer. Because we don't want to have, let's say, 20%, 30% come on the, on, on our, on our um, session and they don't learn anything. They go back feeling as though they came for a comedy show. And stuff like that it's it's just it wastes our time and our efforts so that's it the first thing is are you an expert i would not need to vet properly to know that okay you know your onions before i reach out to you so so you you can of course say no but the time i reached out to someone and then she was like she doesn't want to um come on i was like okay no ahala boss can i know your reason why she was like, she has a right to say no. I'm like, okay, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> She's taking it personal. She's taking it personal. So the, the why I asked was, so if it's something from our end, we can probably fix it next time and then reach out to you again. So she was like, uh, is I have a right to say no now. So like, okay, no, I had a boss, not vexed. <laughs> so that's basically it though. That's how we pick our guests. That's interesting. I feel you because me selecting guests for this podcast is somewhat similar. Um, there was a time I pursued, I like to pursue, I chase, like I reach out to guests. Sometimes I send emails like 22 follow-ups. Like I've literally sent follow-ups to somebody 22 times for like close to three months trying to get them. I swear, like I'll send them, send wow. them, they don't, they don't reply. Then I'll send them, they don't reply. They'll be like, oh, what's up? Let's select a date. And I'll choose a date. And I'll send your reply, and I'll send that send again, then they'll not reply. Like, okay, so let's this date didn't work, and let's send that date. Then I'll send in my mind, I'm like, I'll follow up for 55 times. So that's 55 times. And the reason I'm saying 55 is because um Sampa did the same thing. I really like Sampa. It was like he followed up with one of the guests for his postcon conference 55 times before he said yes. In my mind, like if I follow up with somebody after 55 and they say no, I'm not doing anything again. Follow up, follow up. That's a long time. I mean, it's good after. I follow up with this specific guest. Um, two, three months. I even traveled for. I even traveled for an event specifically just to have a conversation with this guest. Uh, we didn't even get to do the interview. We didn't get to talk. I got robbed in my journey going to that place. Oh, yeah. journey. Yeah. I went back, I still sent email, oh. they did not reply me. I feel pain, but like, you know, that's reached my 55 times. Wow. So I, gave up. <laughs> yes, I, I didn't I didn't follow up. You're strong, go. Ah, no, you're strong. I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't do that. That's a lot. Yeah. That's, 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 that's a lot. lot. That's a lot, I say. Um, 
Well, that makes sense. Uh, I like the fact that you are very strict with them. Like honestly, I think each each guest you have is always better. It just shows the quality of the overall content, and I envy that honestly. I have something like that as well. Um, all my guests so far has been really nice people, interesting. So yeah, I think that's what that's why I'm here too because they're also interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'll copy. I'll copy your methods. So far, the designers you have around you, um, which of them motivates you the most? Like you've spoken, to, you have access to a lot of designers. Which motivates you the most? Which are the ones I can pick out? Like, nah, this is my, my people. Okay, there were lots, right? There were lots. Obviously, the designer that brought me on design path, right, was um, Murphy, Reeds, and Ice, right? So when I started designing, Murphy taught me design. And then when he finished teaching, ICE was basically like mentoring me for a period of time, right? So they, for a long time, have been and will be like my source of motivation, right? So if they are doing um, good, good stuff, I'll be like, okay, I will do this like um, good stuff too one day. I would want to do this like quality of work, um, the amount of dedication that they're putting in and stuff like that. So Murphy, Usifu, um, Ice, right? Then other designers again, um, Alison Ayo, you know Alison Ayo, the money points, right? So um, we've always been doing this back and forth. When I was in school then, so we had, Murphy sent out a, a notion document for different tasks to be doing. So we'd always used to um, pick a task and design just to get better design basically. So we've always been like that. So she's always- Can like, you send this to me? Send me the notion. That was 2021 <laughs> or 2020. Fine, now it's notion. You see how it's. <laughs> I'll, I'll look for it. I'll look for it. But I don't know. I'll look for it. So we've always been doing that back and forth so we can get better at design. Um, aside Alison, there's Pressman. Ah, I don't know if you know Pressman. So uh -huh. oh, this past couple of months is always personal because the job search and rejections and the demotivations of like, oh, guy, oh, I don't tire. So we always used to um, sharpen each other and make sure that we don't get, we don't sink too low because of energy levels. So we don't get frustrated. So um, aside, so basically there's also a friend of mine, Steph. Um, she, she, I knew her when we were serving, she was in Lagos. Um, working for InterSwitch then. So that's where I knew her from, right? So another person that I can always lean on, can always lean on because if design doesn't deck me, I'm like, yeah, I'm not tired. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, so amazing, amazing persons, right? That motivates me and spur me to become a better designer, a better individual, yeah. right? Just to mention a few, these guys are in my corner all the time. I will never say this again. I will never say this again. If not, he won me by my neck. Uh, he he's a fake fashion by the way. I'm the real David. He's a fake David for like uh, oh. like that guy. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, he's a really cool guy. Are you guys planning on a boost camp for you, you like design with you? Mm, no, no. We had the thoughts right. So when we started, when we started back in 2021, right? It's it was a boot camp, right? So the design with EU that you know today is actually an offshoot of our curriculum, right? So the plan was we'll teach you on Friday, Saturday, and on Sunday, you get to interact with the actual OGs in design, learn from them, talk to them, stuff like that you get. 
So that was what we were doing, teaching design and then having the community interact with designers that are doing good. Right. So, but then personally, I just found out that um, there are a lot of design um, schools around, resources as well, right? So instead of focusing on trying to get more people in tech, right, let us just focus on the guys already in design try and trying to upskill from this particular platform that we have, right? So, of course, you can go to Utiva to learn design, go to Pexel, go to um, Uranus. There are lots of good, good design schools out there. So I don't see us going to going back to uh, what we initially had anytime soon, right? But it's a good thing. Like I was, we were able to um, teach some guys and they are designing today. And it's a good thing that they are, we were able to do that in fact a bit, right? But for now, there is no visible plan of doing that anytime soon. Okay, that's fun. Um, by the way, I want to pitch to you. So I run a business, it's called Inkim Creatives. It helps people handle services like this, say for podcasts. Um, I'm looking at design with EU. To be honest, um, if you guys want to start something like that, let's say a podcast, or if you guys are interested in turning your spaces or Twitter spaces into podcasts, yeah, or any of your Sunday discussions into podcasts, that's something that we can do. Um, we help you take it up necessary parts organize the distribution of the podcast different podcast channels um so you don't have to worry about it definitely that's something that we can do especially your twitter spaces there's so much potential in turning twitter spaces into podcast so yeah if you want to start a boot camp or you want to set up um such you know um podcasting and stuff like that you can reach out to us you know in came creatives is in came creatives on twitter in came creatives on anywhere else yeah I will actually do that because I will something similar soon. Maybe not the time with you. Be interesting. If you want to, to be honest, I'm looking at opportunities where we have more tech people doing podcasts. So it's always, always fun. At least there are more people to learn from. So it's, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. We're approaching the end. We're past for five minutes, so I don't waste too much time. We're approaching the end of this conversation. I want to ask, what's the hardest part of doing all of this? Um, design with you, designing yourself, all the things you do. So you can start from one place. Let's say you start from design with EU. What's the hardest part? The hardest part. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry for the laugh. Uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, I can't say the hardest part, right? It's just that we have challenges with a couple of things. So I can't say, okay, this is the hardest part. So one thing I can say, right, is getting speakers, getting topics. The reason why it can be a challenge is we've been doing this for like, what, two years? And we have talked about a lot of things. So now we need to create more discussions that are relevant to persons, right? So the, the being able to sit down with my team and now say, okay, um, Today, 13th, next week, 20th, this, 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 we will discuss this, 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 this. We would invite, um, let's say, Murphy or Steph or this, 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 to tackle this, 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 this discussions. Reaching out to them, waiting that they hoping that they respond 
and then are free to be able to now have conversations, right? So that's it can be a challenge, right? First of all, working your brain with the team to get a topic, get credible, competent persons now get to talk on the topic, right? And then having a convenient time um, to now have a discussion, right? So, and then of course, the fact that, that uh, sometimes, right, it can be discouraging when there is, what's, what's, the, what's the word? There are times when I'm like, guy, okay, so we don't talk about today. What do we do next week? Like, what's, what challenge do you have as a designer? Right. So they were like, let's yeah. have this discussion, but they don't really give you a topic per se. Right. And then when we now have a topic or a discussion, they'll come to your DM and they'll be like, you should have done this one, you should have invited this person and talked about this person. But I asked you for a topic. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, so that can, that can just be really, really paining because. <laughs> It's not easy, really. It's really not, and we're not getting paid, of course. So, uh, all of us on the team, so we have different designers on the team already, right? So, yeah, we have our own things going on, but then we tend to not take time out to now work on the community service, right? So, anybody, we're not getting paid, right? So, the appreciation sometimes they must be is we all we just want is okay, we did a good job, right? not the extra critics that like you should have this one you should have brought this person uh -huh. this person you've been consoled not the senior while they look at like this like, <laughs> chill it's not that deep chill. but that's it it's just it's not a most difficult thing it's just that there are a lot of small small things that are all in one yes that's interesting that's dope sorry i feel i also have the same experience too um one thing that helps is I learned this from watching a ton of MKBHD videos. Um, if you know MKBHD, that it's a reviewer that reviews tech. So he says that to him, he carries a camera and he points at the objects, at the products that the companies make. So he doesn't have to have the stress of coming up with the content. He just points the camera at the, the products and the companies keep on making them. So what if you point your own camera at the people and let them talk about what's interesting. So like, it could be similar topics, but as long as the individual that are pointing the cameras, the perspective is different. Like, um, I'm speaking to you about who you are on this, on this episode. Um, my next episode I have to do, I'll talk to somebody else about who they are. It may be similar experience, like what's difficult to them, but like, it's the same perspective, it's different perspective. So the contents be different. Um, maybe you guys would look at it from that point. Uh, it may change one or two things, I don't know. In terms of this is my last three questions. In terms of design, what do you think before we get into that, Avinci? What do you think would change? Uh, what do you wish would change for designers? For designers to assist in learning design, right, and get better design. So most of them transition from maybe business and other things that they were doing, and they just say, okay, let's go into tech, and design is the um, the way to go. There are no internships that are worthwhile. Sometimes there are no internships at all. There are no projects that I can hop on to get an experience. There are no jobs, right? So it can be really daunting for those that just came from a maybe a lucrative or maybe not so lucrative industry to design. So they may want to just drop it. If there were opportunities for them, it would really help a lot. It really help a lot. That's that. I just hope that can be improved because 
if you ask the average you know designer they'll be like ah guy don't tire <laughs> like should i just open whatsapp boutique and start selling shoes <laughs> or spotty bags so, so if if there were a lot more opportunities more uh, even learning itself would be easier and more fun because they'll be able to now okay buy resources right do the things that they would be able to do if they have enough capacity to do it right so opportunities basically is I, what i hope would change for designers six years from now like what do you imagine um, the biggest the biggest dream was it as an individual as for, my biggest dream yeah, for you <laughs> well my biggest dream right it's always been talking right it's literally always been talking let's say in a couple of years right um i don't want to be pushing pixels right i don't i've always wanted to talk to the public right on different things it could be on the craft of design right it could be on life itself it could be on the scripture right but the goal basically is to just talk to a group of persons and directly impact on them Growing up, I had this, I don't know if I should call him a mentor, but I always looked up to him, John C. Maxwell, right? I used to always read his books and watch his videos. So him is my dream. So that's basically it for me, right? I want to be able to just go around, travel, and then speak to people regarding different kind of topics. That's dope. Yeah, but then right now, you're behind the camera most times. Um, if you go to see you in front... <laughs> To be honest, so. <laughs> I was at UDC. Was I? Was, I was. I was there at UDC. So uh, yeah, that was that was good. Like that was. I was happy. At least I was like, hey, we design you is not inviting support to UDC. It's the one. It's the thing that is at UDC. That's the last question I have. Um. So back to our last discussion on Da Vinci about following your your passion and stuff. Da Vinci was somebody who followed and pursued his interests, right? As all this guy did from painting to writing to leading was that's all he did so what's now your point um, because you mentioned like following your passion is not something that you advise and i am on that page like i've been followed this interest like what would you see is it different so the issue i have with the passion mongers now is they just believe now that passion is all they need da vinci is a genius you know ba like he knows his onions so his passions range across different things medicine engineering and arts poetry right but then he knew his audience he was not dull he's not somebody from just anywhere that just came and was like i want to be a poet and that's just it they don't learn about poetry they don't practice poetry they don't do anything about poetry they just have the passion for poetry you get, you get. So Da Vinci now, whilst he follows his interest, you could also still attest to the fact that he took his time to master and then have results. See, his, I think his paintings, centuries, they are still relevant. Some of his inventions, his schematic diagrams, they are still relevant. Passion alone does not bring that. It's mastery that is better than passion. So it's, so it's not, it should not be passion alone passion and then mastery it's like like i said before right um the more you seek to master something the more passion is being birthed in you right so if you go with the mindset of passion first oh i don't like it now 
it's too stressful. I'm not feeling it's 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 a dead end. In itself, it's a dead end. Da Vinci is a master. Him, like he personifies mastery. He took his time, studied, and then he knows his stuff. That is just it. It's not haphazard. That's nice. That's nice. I, I, I agree. That's a different perspective. Right? That makes sense. So for people listening, Eugene, I just you know preached to us about it a lot right now. Very interesting. I hope you had a good time, Eugene. I know I really did. I really did. I, I like talks like this. Yeah, that's <laughs> I nice. really that's do. Cool. I'm glad to do. Um, so who would you suggest? Who would you like to listen to? If you listen to this podcast now, you who would you think is the fit to be here? Oh, I want to listen to Steph, right? Stephanie, <laughs> the UX strategist. Yeah, like she's I know she's just awesome. I I want to know what's going on in her head. Interesting. <laughs> That's interesting. So, Steph, um, I'm coming to your tips. Um, I hope you are listening to this. If you ever had, <laughs> thank you very much, Eugene. Thank you for being on this pod. I really appreciate it. Thank you for sitting all through this conversation. It was a really amazing conversation. Please kindly check the link in the description to find out more information about our producers and the newsletter that's coming up. In the meantime, don't forget to check the episode Reads, JJ Follower Show, that just came out recently. Or you can subscribe to know when the episode with Ghost Mark comes out. With that being said, as you have listened, may you be blessed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, <laughs> people of the internet, see you on the next one. Bye.